How beautiful is your name, Lord. We realize we can't even live a moment without you. And we, are, we come to you this morning to approach you, Lord, as sinners that need grace. We desire mercy this morning. And Father, there are many uh, things that we can learn in your presence. And this morning we have come one more time ready to hear from you. Your word is mercy to us. And Father, we open our hearts. I pray that you bless every hearer. Young and old. May this service be a blessing to us. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody say it. Amen. 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 You may have your seats for just a moment. to greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I see quite many are not either yet here or they are not here this morning. But I only know of Sister Rose who uh, uh, told me that she lost a, grand, a grandmother and she went for burial. Praise the Lord. So we should remember her in prayers. Uh, also, I'm happy uh, to see this young man, I, Brother Fred, yes. Are you happy to see him coming back today? <laughs> uh, he's, been, he's been following us online. I think they were living in Sunday, but he moved. You now live in Nansana? Yes. Uh, 
but uh, so he has been following us online. And uh, so recently, he, he told me that he has a desire of coming to fellowship with us. And it's a great thing to see him Amen. Mina. And I, I also think I'm seeing Mrs. Ephraim outside there. Amen. God bless you, sister. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming to fellowship with us Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, so this morning, uh, as you can see, we have been disturbed by power. And uh, we have not been able to uh, run 100%. Can the projector work? No. no. Okay. I, I had uh, slides today that I wanted to show you. And then this is the day the devil decides to uh, take the power. And I never use slides when I'm preaching most of the time. Uh, because I'm usually a preacher. But today I wanted to uh, teach. I wanted to teach on a subject which I've promised you. Many of you have, have asked me to deal with it. It's a, a subject that many preachers, especially in the message, we do not want always to preach about it or to talk about it. And uh, it's been about a year and a half since this fellowship started. And I've never preached about on tithes and offerings. And uh, looking back in Ethiopia, we started, I was still at, uh, in the, we were still in the house fellowship. And a brother whom many of you know, he came here also. Being part of the fellowship. He saw how many, uh, how many people were, uh, were, were, suffering in their financial lives. Many of whom needed a breakthrough financially. Many of whom were suffering in their families. Some were in a, you know, still going to school. And you see, this brother came to me and told me. He said, you see, You've been running this fellowship for about two years now. And have you ever taught the people about tithes and offerings? He said, no, I have not. And so uh, he told me, I think you are robbing them of their blessings. You need to teach them. Because if people are well taught on this subject and they do what the Lord expects of them to do, then the Lord is duty bound to also fulfill his promises. And so I prepared myself 
I prepared myself then. And I spoke to the people on tithes and offerings. And I made uh, 24 slides. Slides. PowerPoint slides. And uh, and I, I I think I, I preached I taught on that last in 2015. And I've not never taught about it again. But they sit down. So today is going to be the second time I'm going to do that in my entire life and career as a minister. But before we get into the things, I want you to know I am not after your money. And actually most of you uh, almost Many of you here will tell that I'm a giver. And uh, my life has been a giver from the very beginning. Not only giving money, but giving time. But even with money, I think most of you here have been beneficiaries of money from me. Many of you would know that whatever you give, actually you received it back. Is, is that true? So those of you that attend this fellowship, know a hundred percent that I'm not preaching this because I want to now begin collecting money from you. But really, it is uh, uh, my duty as a pastor to teach you what the message says what God expects of us and now it will be upon us upon you to go ahead and fulfill scripture and then the blessings of scripture will always follow you and so then to those of you who are coming and maybe visiting with us today I, I, I want to ask you to bear with us and, and I believe also this will be a blessing to you, Brother Fred. You have attended fellowship here many times. And you know I've not talked even about money at all. And so today I'm sure you will not say, well, it's all the same. Pentecostal I believe that we are Bible believers. And as Bible believers, we are duty bound to believe every part of scripture. And receive it as the same the Lord. Amen. Amen. So, uh, um, I, like I said, I have a slideshow here. Uh, but because I cannot show it, I'll still use it here. And probably you can be able to, if you want the notes and the scriptures again, you can be able to follow that online. Right? Uh, after the service. Praise the Lord. Okay, so 
All right. So uh, let us stand on our feet. And we are reading, taking our Bibles. And Kusoma Okuvam Bible is a Genesis chapter 14. Genesis chapter 14. And we are reading from verse 18. It says, And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and, and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, which has delivered thine enemies into thine hand. And he gave him tithes of all. Olubedi ebedi sura ya kuminanya olinyirwa kuminamunana nemmeru kizedeki kabaka wesalemi nalete mmere no mwenge era ye yali kabona wakatonda ali wagulwe nnyo namusabira omukisa nayo garanti ibrahim nayo garanti ibrahim awebo omukisa katonda ali wagulwe nnyo nanyini gulunensi praise the name of the lord kama ebaziwe Amen. Let us pray. Precious loving Jesus, we ask that you bless us and he hear us today. Yes, Let your word be a blessing. And may we take these things not as carnal but as spiritual. To the edification of our souls. We ask this in Jesus. Amen. Amen. May have your seats. Praise the Lord. Now, here we see, of course, we know who Melchizedek is. And Melchizedek here he calls him a priest of the Most High. God. We really know that Melchizedek is God. We know that Melchizedek is the same one that Abraham paid, um, rather Abraham, uh, he was one of the three angels that came. And uh, he was the one that remained with Abraham while the two went to Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and so Melchizedek was able to design the heart of Sarah. Abraham received the revelation that actually this was God and he called him my Lord. And so the Bible also says on verse 20 and, and blessed and blessed be the most high God which has delivered thine enemies into thine hand, into thy hand, and he gave him tithes of all. Amen. 
So Abraham paid tithes of all that he had. Not of some, but of all. Praise the name of the Lord. So today, as I just told you that we are really into a teaching, and for I, I, I always cannot control myself because I'm a preacher. That's my gift. So to enable myself to control myself so that I can be able to bring all the points that I need you to understand. I have notes here on the slideshow. And I will try to stick to the to them. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Now, what, I want us to look at the origin. The origin of tithes. And the offering. As you know that in every church. Amen. Amen. They, they, they give tithes and offerings. Even the denominational church. And some don't believe in it. Some say in the, in the New Testament we no longer do that. But let us look at the origin of tithes offering. Now the word tithe in Hebrew is called uh, mansa. Which means a tenth part. Amen. The uh, payment of a tenth part. A tenth part of your possession. An offering it comes from a, a Hebrew word called mincha. That is offering. Are you following me, church? So, and that means a gift. A present. A tribute. An offering to God. You see, so now the tithe and offering is different. You see, tithe is already measured. It's a tenth part of something. So you do not get to decide what to give us time. God has already determined that. And he has said it is a tenth part of all your possession. That is the type. And so it is not yours to decide. That is for God to decide. And his word has already decided on that. It's a part of all your possession. And then offering is free will. It's a gift. It's a present. You don't need to decide for me what to give if I want to gift you something. So it's really your prerogative on what to give as an offering to God. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. So we see that Abraham gave a tenth of all that he had. Did you notice that this was before the law was applied? Because some people who say that tenth is an offering is really the law of Moses. They do not know their Bibles. 
Abraham was before the law. That's why, you know, the Bible says that the law which came many, many years after, it cannot remove that which was before. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So the law was added because of transgression. But you see, before the law came, we had faith. And the Bible says that we were shut up under the law. As our schoolmaster bring us back again to faith. Which was Christ. Now there are many, many teachings of the Bible that are not that are actually were taught before the law. But when the law was added, there are many things that were introduced in there that we might not necessarily need to follow now that after faith has been restored to us. But whatever was introduced by faith and because of faith and under faith, we actually should still follow now it you, now. Na yebuli chimwe charete wa wanzuo kukiriza. Nga chiri mkukiriza. Lero chona tulino chigobirira. Amen. Amina. Alright, so now we notice that the tithes were really given before the law. Katitu chitekete. Eviwe wayo nevimwe vye kumi. Alright, so let us first get this out of the way. Genesis chapter 4, verse 4. I want to show you that even offerings were given before the Lord. Genesis 4, 4. And Abel, he also brought of the fastlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect, and Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. Alright, of course, when the law was added, then there were, you know, explanations on how the first fruit should be given and how this. But here we notice that Abel gives, he brought of the firstlings, of the first fruits of his flock. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you know why God was happy because of Abel's sacrifice, oh. Abel's offering? Because it was by revelation. You see, he had a revelation of giving. I've had some people who come to me and say, well, pastor, I have got my first salary and I, I pledge to the Lord that my first salary, I'll give it to the Lord. And I will tell them, may the Lord bless you according to your revelation. But I'm not going to stand here and tell you people you must bring 
all your salary to the Lord, first salary. Abel had a revelation of giving. And Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But also Cain gave. And also Cain gave an offering. Maybe it was also the first fruits of his garden. He also gave a good offering. Friends, it's not how good the offering is. It's not how good the offering is. It's not how big the offering is. Amen. It is how you have revelation in what you're doing. I remember, you know, one, one preacher told me, he said, you know, in the Pentecostals, when one person takes a big offering, oh, the pastor will pray until he will sweat and open the doors of heaven for you. And then when you bring a smaller one, they'll just say, God bless you, brother. Notice. It is not how big your offering is. It is not how good your offering is. It's about your revelation of what you are doing. And the prophet said that faith is a revelation. So now if it is revealed to you, then you are doing it by faith. And the Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. So the Lord gives us a wonderful example in the lives of Cain and Abel. Uh, in the area of bringing their offerings unto the Lord. So even if both of them brought offerings unto the Lord. God had pleasure in Abel's offering. Because it was done in the spirit of revelation. The world hates revelation. And believers love revelation. Whatever you do, do it because of revelation. If you are wearing a long skirt, let it be by revelation. Sister, if you are not cutting your hair, let it be by revelation. Whatever you do, if you do it by the law or by law, it does not please God. It's not the law, it's the faith, it's revelation. The church of Jesus Christ is built upon revelation. Spiritual revelation of who he is. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. Amen. So notice that Jesus, while I'm talking about revelation here, Jesus talks about the giver who brought a, a little dime. This poor widow came with that little time. And she, she gave it to the church. And also there are other rich people who came. And they brought tens of thousands. And they also dropped it into the basket. But then Jesus looked at that. And he told the disciples. Who do you think has a greater reward? Who do you think has done? 
done better. You know, normally we would say the one who was given a bigger offer. And then many church people have taken that example and said, oh yeah, we should take coins to the Lord. Actually, they are like those rich people that, that Jesus was speaking about. They had no revelation. That little poor widow had revelation. Not because she gave little, but because she gave all she had. And she believed that God is her provider. Even with a little, if she surrenders it to the Lord, God is able to bless her. Like that little poor widow who, uh, you know, the man of God, Elijah met. And, and, and you know, she also gave all she had by revelation. Jesus told Elijah, Yes, I've commanded that widow. Yes, to take care of you. So let me tell you, church. Many times, God can command someone to do something for you because you have revelation. If you if you leave, if you serve God by revelation, as we shall see later on, He promised to open the windows of heaven and power out a blessing. You will not find room to keep. But He did not say which heaven, which part of heaven. That part of heaven can be your brother, your sister, or even someone who doesn't believe the message. And then God uses them to bless you. He commands them to bless you even when they have nothing uh, no knowledge about Christianity. Jesus told Elijah, I've commanded that widow to take, to take care of you. When he arrived at the widow's place, you would expect the widow to say, oh yes, I've been expecting you, Elijah. But what did she say? How can I help you? And Elijah said, give me a drink. she was going to bring a drink. He also said, wait a moment. Also bring some food. She said, what are you talking about? This is the only thing I'm remaining. With for me and my son to, to, to eat and die. Hallelujah. Amen. But what changed her heart? What? What came to her that made her give everything? It was revelation. It was the same thing that made Rahab to accept this spy and hide them in her house without even knowing that she will ever survive. It was revelation. It was revelation. Ruth, tell Naomi that I'm going to go with you. Wherever you go, I will go. Your people shall be my people. It was revelation. She didn't even know that she was going to get a good husband. She had no idea that a man was waiting for her. It was revelation. And revelation is faith. 
without faith it is impossible to please God without revelation it is impossible to please God and let me tell you when you give you must give with faith you must give by revelation you don't give because you have too much you don't give because you have plenty overflowing you, you give because it is revealed to you you must give and watch the blessing that follows us. So if you've been giving and you don't receive, it means you didn't do it by revelation. Praise the name of the Lord. What is pleasing to our Lord? Ephesians 5.10 The Bible tells us to prove what is acceptable unto the Lord. And I want to ask you, what is that that is acceptable unto Praise the name of the Lord. Romans 12.1-2 I'll just go a bit fast, but I hope you're following. Right? If you're following me, say Amen. And please, those who have not missed, I see there uh, more than even those who are here, make sure that you send them this link and let them also watch this for their benefit. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the masters of God, that ye present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not and, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect. Will of God. So, the Mufana Nizibuanga and Gamirem Begino, Nayemu Chusibuenga, or Rok Fura Magazgamuamaja, or Yokemokemenga, Webidi, Katonda Biagala, Ebirunji, Ebisanusa, Ebituf. Let me tell you if you are, if you are married, Kankuya Mori Mufumbo, your number one priority, a chin to Chosingo Tegacomo, you to make your wife happy. Is to make your husband happy. Praise the name of the Lord. Now in the same way, we are children of God. Our number one priority should be to desire to make God happy. Our desire, church, must be we should desire to make to please God. Amen. Amen. We should desire to do His will. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. If you do not desire to make God happy, then you have a problem. We should be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we may prove what is that good. What is that good? What is acceptable? What is perfect? And what is the will of God? And I tell you the will of God is the word of God. And whatever he says, you are a child of God. You want to do it. You want to do it. 
Do you want to do it, church? Why? Because you want to please him. If you please your husband, he's going to do something good for you. If you please the Lord, he's going to do something good for you. Not because the man of God has prayed. Some people have the wrong conception of, of giving and receiving. They think, oh, when you give something big and the man of God uh, pronounces a blessing over you, Oh, then you're going to get a bigger blessing. It's not man appreciating you. Praise the name of the Lord. What is the promise of God? Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. For all the promises of God in him are yea and in him amen unto the glory of God by us. Can we say amen to that? Whatever God has promised, it is yeah. Can you shout yeah? No, you didn't shout it, just say, can you shout yeah? Whatever God promises, it is yeah. Whatever God promises, it is amen. It is amen. Unto the glory of God. Hallelujah. Now, whatever his promise is, about the giver, it doesn't matter what someone else says or thinks. If God promised the rapture, if God promised a blessing for the giver, if he promised a curse for the non-giver, whatever he promised, is and amen. He said if you believe, and, 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 and you believe in him for your healing. And you do that. You must be healed. There is a law of healing. It is faith. If you believe in it, it's not a holy man. It's not an anointed preacher. It is God who does it. Every promise he made is here and amen. We as believers should believe it on this person. Hallelujah. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Let us now look into the promises regarding giving. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. Now I wanted to notice the word there all. 
It's the same word we also saw in Genesis. He said Abraham brought tithes of all. You know, you're supposed to give 10%, not 9.99%. Oh, you're supposed to give all. You bring all the tithes into the storehouse. And that there may be meat in my house. And prove me. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did you not believe us? That this is the only promise. Where God gives you liberty to prove him. There is no other word in the Bible where he says, Do this and prove me. And see what I, if I won't be able to keep my word. He says, Respect your mothers and fathers. And he gives a promise for that. He didn't say prove and see that you will live long. There are many who respect their mothers and fathers and don't live long. But when it comes to this, he here is my word. Bring all your tithes into the storehouse and prove me now here we with your tithes, prove me. Say the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven, did he say if the man of God will not open the windows of heaven? Did he say if the church opens the windows of heaven? And see. Prove me and see. I God. God is putting his reputation on the line here. God is putting his credibility on the line. Somewhere. No, oh, we are dying in our 
God. Even one believer is eating a dog. Send us food. And I told that preacher. And I told him, brother. The scripture says, I'm being young and I'm old. And I've never seen the right aspect for bread. If you're begging for bread, you are not right here. There's a problem somewhere. Either you don't have a God, or God is a liar. There is no reason you can go without food in your heart. If you have given your tithes and offer, many of them don't want to give God, and yet they want God to bless them. Surely if you have no food in your house, you are not working. And if you are not working, the Bible says you Bible are not rewarded. And if you are working and you are not blessed, here is your problem today. And allow me to deal with it. It doesn't matter whether you have a job or yet or not. He didn't say if you have a job and you kill. It doesn't matter. As long as you keep the word, there is a blessing that will follow the word. Hallelujah. Amen. I want us to look at uh, the differences between tithes and offerings. Now, what is tithes? Tithes is at, at, at 10% as we already saw. Of all that come our way. Now, all that come our way. From your salary, you tithe it. If you have inherited something from your people, you tithe it. From the gifts you receive, you tithe it. From the interest that you even get on your bank account, you tithe it. Whatever comes your way, you tithe it. Whatever comes your way, you take the 10% out. That is not yours. As we shall see it soon. Now for the offerings. Offerings is over and above the 10% height. You see this is an amount that you graciously give and freely give. So you don't come on Sunday to bring your tithe. And then you don't give an offering. It is a shame for a believer to go to church without an offering. Read your Bible. From Genesis. Up to Revelation. There is the word sacrifice. There is the word offering. No one has ever gone to God without offering a sacrifice. Even those who go to witchcraft, they go with an offering. They go with a, a, a black hen or a white hen. They go with a goat without sport. Because the devil is an impersonator. The, the 
oh hallelujah the only thing i promised myself i won't preach but you know the word of god is so powerful <laughs> the only thing <laughs> that god has not and has never demanded as a sacrifice <laughs> is a human sacrifice <laughs> but you will find the devil demanding for human sacrifice <laughs> Sacrifice and giving has been a part of worship. So much that the prophet said if a service has no offering collected, it has not been full. If you leave home coming to church without an offering, then you have missed something. Your worship is not complete. So now, the, the, the offering is above the tithe. Pastor, what, what about if I receive my income five times a month? How many times do I give tithe and offering? You give tithe as much as you receive. You give offering as much as you want. But you must give offering. This is not there is no exception to this. Preacher or no preacher, you must give tithe and offer. I have practiced this since I was 15 years. Of that given my tithe as an offer. You see, as to the particular need or needs that are pre presented to you through the, your congregation, a church, or fellowship, Katugeze. the offering you give it to according to the need also sometimes that is presented uh, to you it, through your church or, or fellowship. Just like here we are collecting funds for buying land for the church. You can even give an amount bigger than the one you give for your tithe. That is according to your, it's, uh, it's your prerogative really. It's according to the direction of the Holy Ghost. You know you are there and then you, you know the Holy Spirit touches you. So, that brother something. A need is mentioned here. So, there is a sister who is sick and she also needs financial help. And, uh, about 500,000. And then you have 400,000. And that's all you have. And the Holy Spirit moves on you. Give it all. Don't, don't debate. Go ahead and give. And there is a promise. Praise the name of the Lord. Come here, now, where do you pay your tithes and offering? You can give it to even a street preacher. You just give it to anybody you love. Where do you pay your tithes and offerings? Malachi 3.10 says, bring all your tithes. 
into the storehouse. Everybody says storehouse. What is storehouse? Storehouse is where food is kept. Storehouse is where you eat from. Amen. So to those of you who attend this church, amen, and you've called it your home church, this is your storehouse. The preachers are your storehouse. They give food to you. So you bring your tithes to the church where you, you attend. Not to every preacher that you see. Not to every preacher that you love. And that's why Brother Banham said that every believer should have a church home. You can fellowship and attend everywhere you feel like. But you have a duty. And that duty is to your home church. And part of we will see that, but part of your duty is really paying tithes and offerings. Why do you pay your tithes to your storehouse? So that there may be meat in the house. Hallelujah. Meat in the house. What is the meat? Meat is the food. The stored out food in the storehouse. You know, it needs to be there, but it needs to be purchased. Things don't just happen. All the preachers you see come here to preach. They don't just preach. They have expenses to run. They have the ministry needs to be taken care of. So then the minister is taken care of God, is taken care of by God. But then God tells you to bring your tithe into the ministry so that the minister can be taken care of. Is that a man? Look here. Then right. he says John 6.55 For my flesh is made indeed and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. Is that a man church? Amina. So now you can see that the, the flesh, the, the meat really is talking about here is the word. Hey. So he says, bring your tithe so that the word can continue to be preached. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, preachers live of the gospel. In 1 Corinthians 9.13 The scripture says Do ye not know that they which minister About holy things live of the things of the temple And they which wait at the altar Are partakers with the altar Amen 
abaweleza ebitukuvu bali akubiyomu yekalo nabo abaweleza ku kyoto bagabana ne kyoto it is a shame for a, a, a minister here to come to you and tell you brother boromimane chansonyo muwerezo kujanaga urugana mpulayo kusente and i say to myself nzenegamba if I'm going to be serving God, the day I become a beggar is the day I will stop preaching. But guess what? If the God I'm serving called me, if the God I'm serving is faithful, hallelujah, Amen. he cannot let me beg. I remember there is a, when my wife and I we were just so young and we were in Ethiopia. We couldn't make ends meet. We didn't have enough. And then God brought a, a, a somebody that told me, hey, you see, Pastor, I want to make this my home church. And I want to be paying my tithe. And he didn't, he didn't even know a few days earlier. My wife and I had sat in our bedroom. And looked at our expenses. And looked at our income. And we knew we can't make it for the next following month. And what was our question? Should we ask for more from people? No, we cannot do that. God sent us here. And we provide. And we prayed. We took hands together and we prayed. And even in the ministry of God, we were still giving out to others. But then God provided a few days. Later. I tell you what, God is faithful. And His promises. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Brother Branham himself in the ministry. This is a place where he didn't have money. But he didn't want to take money. He, he was so poor that he removed his heart. And went around the church and told them, Church, today I want to take an offering to help my expenses. And he brought out began to put those little money. And then there was this little old woman that had a little nickel. And as she was throwing it in the heart, Brother Banam looked at her. He felt she needs it more than I do. And he, no, 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 skip it. Skip it. You don't have people, none you can take it. I'm just joking. I, I, I don't need it. And most of his ministry, he actually many people benefited out of his ministry more than he financially. They would make meetings for him. His offerings would be collected. Those of Gordon Lindis and others, they would take it away. They made multi, they became multi-millionaires. 
out of the ministry brother Branham. But he never wanted to take money. Until one day, there is a brother called John Shari. He said, Brother Branham, I had to correct you. But I loved, I want to correct you on this, Brother It is wrong for you to refuse people to give their tithes and offerings. Because you rob them of their, of their blessing. And brother, and brother Branham said, how, how, brother? And brother John and brother Branham gave brother Branham a story. And brother John, John now we are poor. And they had money and they suffered for very many years. And one day, you know, they made enough money to, to, to buy a house. And God spoke to Brother John. He said, John Charret, this house is not yours. You are moving away from here. And I want you to give it to that preacher. Over. And John Charret told his wife in the morning, he said, three, my dear wife, that we must give this house to that preacher who is new in town. They had suffered to get this house. They are never to give this to get But he says here, the preachers live of the gospel. God will make you labor. God will make you labor and sweat after you have done that. Then out of what you have earned, he says, bring your tithe. Because I need to take care of my ministry. But as John Sharit says, his wife agreed. And then later on, he and his wife gave away their house to this preacher. And they moved back to the road again to make to beat stones and make How many here would do that? How many here are spiritual to that level? No hand went up. And they gave away all they had. They gave away all they had. They gave away all they had. For the work of God. And they went back to the road. And later on, this woman comes by. Driving an expensive car. And then she looks at John. She says, John, what do you do? He says, I work here with my wife. And money and said, if I gave you a place to live. In my garage. Can you be my gardener? Said, oh, yes, I can. And so he moved on to that woman's house. Started to, you know, take care of the flowers. And, the and after a while, after a while, God comes back again and visits this woman and says, Lady. Pick a pen and paper and write a check of $5,000. And I want, to give it, I want you to give it to John Charity as a loan. 
She said, what? She wasn't a Christian that much. So she said, alright. She wrote a check. She said, John, I want to give you a loan of 5,000. God has told me to do that. And John, oh, he and his wife said, oh, thank John you, Jesus. It wasn't a gift. It was a loan. God had prepared John well enough to know that he will put it to good use. And they went and bought another house. And oh, you would think that they would live in it. You would think they would live in it. But they made it, they, they, they painted it very well, he and his wife. Finished it and sold it for $10,000. And bought another one. And another one. And another one. And another one. And John Charles became a multi-millionaire. And he was one of the chief sponsors of the ministry of Brother Branham. And here he says, Brother Branham, I have to tell you that. That is wrong. If you tell people not to give, you are taking away the opportunity for them to be blessed of the Lord. And I thought I should teach this today. Even as we are on our foundations, if the Lord tarries, as a church, I wouldn't want us to have a church of a bunch of cast people financially. I, want, I would want to have a, a bunch of blessed people who are blessing others who are receivers, not receivers. Preachers live of the gospel. Numbers 18.21 says, And behold, I have given the children of Levi all the tenth in Israel for an inheritance for their service which they serve, even the service of the tabernacle of the congregation. So you see the children of Levi were one of the tribes in Israel whereas all the other tribes got an inheritance they, they did not get an inheritance. And so God says to other tribes that let all of you give a tenth of all your inheritance to the children of Levi for their service which they serve. Even the service of the tabernacle. So really tithe. Listen church. Tithe is for the ministry of the word. Amen. Mina. Praise the name of the Lord. Look at this. In, in, in Corinthians we go back. It says. Even so has the Lord ordained that. They which preach of the gospel. Should live of the gospel. 
Waliwe tuasume bakorinsi wagama. Timukama ya chitegeka buati yo. Tiababu ulira njiri yerino pabezao. But I have used none of these things. Neither have I written these things. That it should be so un, uh, done unto me. For it were better for me to die. Than that any man should make my glory void. Na yenze. Sibiko zaangebio. Nechimo. So siwandisebio. Chilioke chinkoro enganze. Wechitio. Kubanga wakiri nzo kufa. Okusingo mtu yena, okufula, okwenyumiriza kwangi, okuobwerele. And Paul said, yes, I know I should live of your tithe, but I have not taken any tithe from you. Paul agamba chitufu, nchimanyi vimubi ya kumibi ya mwabino kumbezao, na yeti sibiba jeko. I have not lived because of that. Evyo sibiba jeko. And this far, I can say the same thing. Eranze katiwano wentu, senso bulo kukere chinchechimu. To this fellowship. Evyo kaniseno. You all have given tithe. And it's always all given back to the ministry. But he says, for though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yeah, why is unto me if I preach not the gospel? Agamba, kubanga wembuli renjiri, siba na chakwe nyumiriza. Kubanga ninoku walirizibwa. Kubanga zinsanze. And I say a true preacher will be like Paul. He doesn't preach because he's receiving money. Listen church. We don't preach this message because we receive money. We don't preach it for money. We preach it because it is a duty. It's a calling that we have to preach this message. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. And I want you to follow me here. Then he says, why, I want us to know why should Christians tithe? Christians should tithe because we have a personal financial responsibility to our church. We have a pastor who is there for our spiritual needs, food, management of our church, and he needs to live too. And he needs to live too. See? In Jeremiah 22 verse 13, he says, Why unto him that buildeth his house by unrighteousness? And his chambers by wrong, that he uses his neighbor's service without wages, and he giveth him not for his work. Agamba zimu sanzo yo azimbe nyumba ye oyobutali mtu kirivu era kola mawani kage mubucham aoyo a kuzesa pariruana be nata basasura atera nata wa bakozi chebakolede. That's why. Vola ba. When we receive visitors here, ministers who are not our pastors who, re, who don't receive tithe from us, what do we do? We, we usually collect a love offering. Recently, we had a brother from Washington. It did say that if they don't, if they have a lot, he says if you use your neighbor's work. Service, right? Give him his wage. So if a preacher comes and preaches for us, it's our duty. 
not the pastor's duty. It is our duty collectively as a church to take care of that person, to take care of his expenses, to give him a love offering, to make him uh, uh, take care of his financial uh, responsibility while he is ministering to us. In the same way as a church, we have ministers, not one, not two, several ministers of the world. They also need to take care of their own expenses. And that's the reason why we type. And before I continue, I want to say this here. Using your neighbor's wages, your neighbor's service, Without wages. I want to say something on this. There are several of us here who have different uh, professional um, you know, work that they do. Others are plumbers, others teachers, others doctors. Others accountants. Just in our fellowship here, others engineers I, I think it would be evil it would be satanic for any of us for any of you to use any brother's service and you don't pay them because they are brother Brother, come and paint my house. Oh, brother, God bless you. That was really very nice. I am so thankful I have a brother like you. You are giving him a God bless you. When it feed his house. As a matter of fact, you should even pay him more than you pay the Egyptians. Why do I love employing believers? Because I want to bless them. That should be the attitude of every believer. Never let any brother serve you and you don't pay him. The Bible says pay your laborer. Pay the, his service even when his sweat has not dried up. Because Dr. Mulone is a doctor and is a brother and is even a deacon. You even call him Deacon because you want him to feel that he has a responsibility over you. Deacon, please come and help me. Then he runs. He takes care. He brings the thermometer. He brings the medicine. He takes care of the boy. And then afterwards, ah, doctor, uh, brother, brother Deacon, eh? God bless you. If it wasn't for you, I don't know what we should have Shame on you, brother. Ask the brother, what is your bill, brother? Ask him, Doctor Mulonde, don't be ashamed of feeling the brother. Because you have left, you, you need to be paid. 
can I hear amen? Amen, Mokanusa. You are an accountant. Or you are a computer engineer. Or engineer, you are a computer engineer. You know, I, I, one of my, 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 actually, my laptop got an issue. Laptop So I sent it over to Nairobi to Brother Isaac. Brother Isaac is an Apple guru. And he's worked for Apple for more than 15 years. And so they that no one in Uganda was able to repair. Because it's a new model. So I talked to him and he could repair it. So, I asked him, I said, brother, what is my bill? He said, he mentioned the money without even shame on him. And I also told him, brother, can you reduce a bill? Because the bill was big. <laughs> and he said, no, I will not reduce a bill. Because that is what it is worth. I've even, I've, I've even given you for less. I said, all right, brother, I sent him his money. I believe these sub-believers ought to behave. Can you say amen to that? If you don't pay your laborer, be it a believer or not, you are not practicing Christianity. You have a home labor at your house. And you are not paying them. After the first month, wait a bit, I'll pay you. Wait a bit, I'll pay you. Brother, you are not being a Christian. If you don't have money to pay them, dismiss them. Don't use someone's service for nothing. In the same way, don't let a preacher preach and sweat and then tell him, God bless you, Pastor. A workman is worthy of his labor. Hallelujah. Amen. I told you this is the only. All right, uh, we lost power here. All right, now it says, bring ye all the tithers into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now here with saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and power you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. <laughs> What is this church? A blessing or a curse? 
It's a blessing. He said, bring all your tithes and offerings and see if I'm not open the windows of heaven. And power, you are a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Luke 6, 38. He says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Pressed down and shaken together and running over. Did you hear that? Some of you didn't hear that. Those who are outside, can you hear me? What did he say? Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Can you say it? Say it with me now, church. Good measure. Press down. Come on, say it with me now. Press down. Shaken together. Running over. This is a powerful promise in the one call. It says, if you give, it shall be given back to you. Good measure. Not little measure. Good measure. Press down. Press down. Shaken together. Have you ever seen someone, uh, you know, on the parking in South Yaka Have you ever seen someone in the back of men's? <laughs> you know, they get that maze. Put it inside. Shake it. Even make it, you know, press it down. Pack more. And then it runs over. He says that kind of blessing. I love the next words. Shall men give into your bosom? Ah, now we know how God is going to open the windows of heaven. He's going to open the windows of heaven by making men give to your bosom. <laughs> and the windows will be open because it will be a good measure. Press down, shaken together, running over. It won't just be a blessing. It will be a big blessing. For with the same measure that ye meet with, it shall be measured to you again. Oh, if you expect much, now we're talking about offering. Give much. It doesn't have to be in the church. It doesn't have to be to a preacher. Give. Let your life be all about giving back to others. But Abraham said eternal life is living for others. If you are stingy, men will be stingy. Why? God will make them so. It's God who opens and God who closes. Hallelujah. It's not some man, it's God. Second Corinthians 9 7. All right, you have to bear with my scriptures today because I'm preaching this once and maybe forever, I don't know. So bear with me tonight. Every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, 
So let him give. Not grudgingly. Brother, can you help me with 10,000? 10,000, brother? Yes. Uh, okay, okay, no problem. Okay, okay, brother. Yeah, but that's all I had. Eh? Yeah, but it's okay, you can take it. Don't give grudgingly. Oh, of necessity. Some people even give to their homes and their families. Their parents like that. They are giving gradually. Even if you're and the Bible says if you can't take care of your family, you are even worse than an infidel. You have even passed an infidel. So you see how important this is. For God loveth a cheerful giver. Can you repeat those words with me, child? God loves a cheerful a cheerful Don't give. And then remind the person. You remember when I gave you last time? You know how I've made you. You know it because of me. They will not have been that way. But because of me. Who are you? It is God, not man. And when you give cheerfully, God loves that. That's why we sing a song. Sowing in the morning. Sowing in the noon. Sowing in the noon time. And we shall come with joy. Bring. And then he says, Bringing in the shade. Sing with me now. Don't just look at me. We shall come. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah, bringing in the shades, bringing in the shades. Oh, we shall come rejoicing. The issue there is rejoicing. Hey, if you if you never if you ever give something to someone and you are gloomy, brother, you have wasted your time. Let me tell you, whenever I give, I'm happy. And I'm not boasting here. But I have built homes for several people. Yet myself, I don't have a home. But whenever I did that, I was happy. I was rejoicing. Because someone else is happy. You try it when you live here. And give something to someone who is needy. You will notice it makes you happy. It makes you joyful. But receiving makes you feel bad. Whenever I receive, I feel bad. And that's the truth. God knows. But whenever I give, I feel like jumping. Because I get something. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work.
That is verse 8 now. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What about a curse? It says, bring verse 8, Malachi 3 8. It says, Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But he said, where again have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings, he says. Can you imagine, church, that God is complaining? Did you know that if you don't give offerings and you don't pay your tithes, you are rob you are a robber? Someone asked, if I don't give my tithes, will I go to the rapture? Will a robber go to the rapture? <laughs> Just answer the question yourself. And then he says he are cursed with a curse. Why? Because you have robbed me and even the whole nation. Hallelujah. Yes. And the rest we read. Then he says, Haggai chapter 1, verse 6. And actually, before we go to Haggai, there is this portion which I had skipped, but very, very important. Verse 10. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now here with, say, the Lord of hosts, and if I will not open you the windows of heaven, and power you out a blessing, and there shall not be room enough to receive it. Now, we have already read that, but I wanted to interpret this. Now, verse 11. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast half fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. <laughs> Is this his promise? Is this yeah and amen? Now the question is, if the devil is always after you and he takes your money, and your fruit always is destroyed, and your vine always casts half fruit before the time, ask yourself, do you have a curse or you have a blessing? And all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightsome land, say the Lord of hosts. That's if you pay your tithes and offering. Listen to the curse. In Haggai 1 6, it says, You have sown much and bring in little. You have sown, sown. You eat, but you have not enough. You drink, but you have not 
filled with drink. You close, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it in a bag with holes. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Pastor, pray for me. Whenever I receive money, it's as if I don't get money. It just goes through me. I don't get to use it usefully. Well, my business is as if it is cursed. Yes, consider your ways, maybe it is cursed. If you've been working and you cannot trust where your labors have gone, and you've been working for the last 10 years and you can't trust anything your labor consider your ways praise the name of the Lord I know this is not the kind of someone that everybody rejoices with but the believers of the mercy they love every part of the world and if I don't preach this to you, I will be the most, the greatest hypocrite of a pastor in the world. So what's your decision? I don't know about you, but I want to be blessed of God. As often as I can be blessed. I don't want to be cast. And it's up to you, brother, whether you will totally be obedient or totally be disobedient. So why do you rob? Why are you? Why is he calling it robbery? Because God gives you a hundred percent of him. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he asks back only ten. Of whose? Of his. <laughs> Psalm 24, 1 says, The ark of the Lord is, and the fullness thereof, the world, and the day that dwell therein. Haggai 2 8 says, The silver is mine. And the gold is mine. So everything that is in the world is the Lord is. Money is not for the Republic of Uganda. Money is owned by God. The Bible says, make yourselves friends of the unrighteous So that when you fail, they shall receive you to everlasting habitation. What does that mean? That we should make our friends, ourselves friends with money. Does it mean we should love money? That's not what he means. But he's saying, make money. Make a lot of it. And use it for the kingdom of God. So that when you die, your watch will follow you. Hallelujah. The Bible says when we die, our works follow us. They will receive us there because of what we did with our money. 
How many souls did you win because of your money? That in the prophet say, if you can't go send someone who, who can. And we have many preachers still even today. We have many preachers going out there in the mission field without even enough to take care of themselves. And we have people who have a lot and they don't know what to do with it. Did you know that this blessing follows even those who are not believers? If they give their tithes and offering, still the blessing will follow them. Because God never said, Believers, your tithes and offering. He said to everyone who will obey this word. And we have a lot of people who are even heathens. Sponsoring the work of God. And the Bible says, one day they will come before the Lord and He will tell them, Enter into the joy of the Lord. And they will say, Oh, on what basis? And he will say, I was hungry and you fed me. I was naked and you blessed me. What did we do that? For as much as you did it for the little ones, you did it unto me. There are those who are going to enter in. Even without having known the message previously. Because they use their money wisely. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. The earth is a devil's temporary possession. Second Corinthians 4, 4 says, In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of this glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on And Jesus, brother, actually, Brother Banam calls it Satanist Eden. And Malachi 3 11 says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sex. The devourer. Sister, you know what a devourer is? A devourer, Brother Solomon. Have you ever hosted someone who eats a lot? Woo! There are some people who love eating that you would always love to go with them on parties because you will not waste food. They just devour the food. Although to be a glutton is a sin. But the Bible calls the devil a devourer. You are just about to get your salary. And the devourer is ready. Let me see if he will pay his life. Let, uh, let, let me see if he will give his offering. He has not. Boys, let's go. They'll just come. Pastor, please pray for me. I don't know what has happened, but my family and I are really, really suffering 
Yes, Pastor, but I don't know. Problems have been so much. The devourers divide your finances. And he shall not, but if you pay your taxes, the devourer, oh hallelujah. He says, God will rebuild the devourer for your sake. He shall not, by the way, I have a story of that. But because of time, I will not give it. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vines cast up fruit before the time in the field. That is a year and a man. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. But Christians misunderstand time. They think a hundred percent is theirs. Who have labored? And I've made one million. My money. Wrong, wrong, wrong. It's not your money. It's God's money. And so they say, okay, now let me take even when they are budgeting. They budget for the 10%. But, but, should I even give this much? Okay. Let me give God 10% of my money. Wrong, wrong, wrong. It's 100% of God's money. And you're giving 10% of his money back. So the fact is, God gives you 100%. But he only asks back 10%. And he gives you 90%. Wow. What a lovely God we serve. Oh my goodness. Someone who gives you 90% and he takes 10%. But what we have today is like, like the little children. You have 550,000 notes. And they have their 500 shillings. And you are playing. Let me give you mine. You give me yours. And then she gives you. And you give. No more. And they look at the money now is different from the one they had. And they begin to cry. Money has taken my money. But actually, you have given him many, many times better than what he had. That's what we do. God gives us 90. He only wants 10. But we cry for the 10. It is ours. I'm about to, to, to bring it to a close, but only I'm on, on slide 15 out of 24. But let's see how I will close. Listen. It says first Chronicles chapter 29, verse 12. If you can open, you can open there with me. And I know I understand I've kept you longer than usual, but it was necessary. Listen, both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all, and in thine hand is power and might, and in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Listen, 
Mwemuli okukuza. Hmm. What do you want? Power, strength, a name. God gives that. Not your strength, not your money. God gives that. It is in his hand to make great. It is in his hand to make mighty. Now therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. You join me to tell him that. We thank you, Lord, and we praise thy glorious name. And then he says, but who am I? And what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? Who am I? Who are my people that we should be able to offer willingly after this sort? Meaning, it is an opportunity that we have to offer back to God. God, the maker of heaven and earth, has said, Give me and I bless you. It is a big blessing to us. Oh, who am I that I'm able to offer you? For all things come of thee and of thine own end, of thy own, of thy own, we have given thee. What do you have? Is God. Is it your mind? Is it your brain? Is it your money? Is it your job? What do you have? God is not yours. God is. Don't be so mean with your time. Sunday is the day of the Lord. Go to church. Serve God faithfully. Use your money to serve God. Use your wisdom to serve God. Use your strength to serve God. It is all His. And of His we have given Him. Typing is a text. It's a test of our stewardship over the property of God. <laughs> it's our, a test of our honesty to return to God what is rightfully His. It is a test of our obedience to do what He wants He has told us to do. It's a test of our love and desire to please Him with our lives. So tithing demonstrates that we believe in God. If you understand that, shout amen. Tithing is a demonstration that we acknowledge that he is the provider of all material things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And I began by saying that without it is impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is and is a rewarder. 
of all that secure. Stop and think, church. Sister Dorothy. If you do not have faith, this is a question. To believe that 10% belongs to God. If you don't have enough faith to believe that 10% belongs to God. You can't have enough faith to believe he can provide all of your needs. If you don't believe that the tenth is his, neither can you believe that the whole earth is his either. So in others, you are an artist. Tithing is a test of spirit, spiritual maturity that God honors, and as a result, he blesses us. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So when do you pay your tithes? At offerings. First Corinthians 16, 2. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God has prospered him that there be no gatherings when I come. That's wrong interpretation. Let everybody bring what God has blessed him with on Sunday. That's what he says. Just directly translate, but let's move on. Let everybody bring on Sunday. Period. Now, which now, let, now, let me just quote a few things from the prophet and then I will close it. Is that okay, church? Yeah. From the message, God being misunderstood. Does a Christian not go to heaven because they did not pay tithe? And the prophet answered, I could not say yes or no to that. But I do believe that every Christian. Hello, Christians. Every Christian is obligated to pay tithings because it is a commandment of the Lord. So if you're a Christian, you have heard that. And blessed is are they that do all his commandments that they might have a right to enter into life. And I might also say, read in reverse, and cast a they that do not do his commandments that they may not have a, a, a right to, to enter into the tree of life. Now, I do believe that tithe paying is essential to a Christian experience. And the message, let us see God. He says, but you know I feel like this. That a member of a church, their first obligation is with their tithes and offerings. 
Omulimu gwe gusokera dala guli mu bimu bya 10 million If you if you you are members of these fine churches that's represented here like some of you maybe from other churches you support your church that's your first duty to God bring your tithes and offerings into the storehouse and the storehouse you surely know what that is it's where you get your food so that's where you get your spiritual food and your obligation is to your church and not to an evangelist like Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. So, Brother Luanga cannot stand there on the, on the, on the road and then he begins to tell people, bring your tithes. Brother, sister. The church ought to get in God's program. Then the church will move all right. And then it talks about the suppers and the dinners and so forth, the programs that they make to make money. In, in church of Uganda, they used to bring matoke or purpose and then they bring it up. How much do you give me? And Brother Fred says, 5,000. And then we can 5,000 times one, times two, times three, times ten. Ten times one, ten times one. Two million. No one will speak. Salt. And you take a pop of two million. And the church has raised the money. Those kind of programs. He says it's not God's will. Pay your tithes. That's what God wants you to do. I'm reading here. I'm quoting your prophet for you. That's what God wants you to do. Just keep in God's program. And you will bless the giver. He promised it. And we should not substitute it for anything else. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Come in, and I'll read it. And finally, I come to my last slide and I've skipped a few. And this is a question also. Would it be wrong to use tithes on church building funds? Pastor, we are collecting funds. We need church land. And we pay tithes. Why don't we use that to increase the fund? Would it be wrong to use tithes on church building funds? And then I says, well, now here, here is a touching little thing for the minister. In the Bible, they had a box they would set at the old at the door in the Old Testament. This box was a fund where the people put in 
in there for the repairing. You've read it many times in the Old Testament. They kept up the buildings and things like that. All the repairs and the buildings was taken care of uh, of that fund. But a tenth of the tithings, they went to the priests. They are pastors. Yes, tithings are to go for nothing else. I know people take that tithes and give them to a widow woman. That's wrong. If you've got anything to give that widow woman, give her. But don't give her God's money. That's not yours in the first place. That is God. Amen. And that's what we are told. And when I heard that for my first time, I believed it. And I've been practicing it for 16 years now. And I'm intending to continue practicing it. And guess what? What? God has kept all his promises. You want to be blessed? Don't go for anointing oil somewhere. Don't go for witchcraft. Don't think you are cast. Here is the solution. Period. And I hope. I'm going to now begin to watch people's life go on. That's what God promises. Prove me. Prove me. And see. If I want power out of this. Praise the name of the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Let us stand on our feet and uh, we shall we shall uh, watch a little bit and then close the service. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bully Oh, no, 
Father, we want to thank you for healing our souls, Lord, by the word, Lord. We thank you for cleansing our soul, Lord, by your word, Lord. Thank you, King, for guiding us, Lord, and leading us, Lord, into the path of your will. Oh, we want to appreciate you, Lord. Father, thank you, Lord. Father, we pray thank you for shining our presence, Lord, where we have been measured and unwanted, Lord, where we have been Help us to live by your word. You said in your word, help us to be your word. Give us strength, Lord. Give us courage, Lord, to be doers of this word. Help us to not glory. Bless every day, Lord. Leave us to be the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. We say that master, increase our faith, Lord. Father, we don't believe in that, Lord. We increase our faith, Lord. Give us the revelation of the story, and we may discern that which is good and bad, Lord. And we may discern the will and the purpose of this story. Father, we pray, we pray for strength. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For oh, you are not a son of man to lie. Oh, you are not a son of man to lie. Oh, you are not a son of man to lie. Father, the King of glory, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that said, I Yeah. Hey. 
me and like a flood. And like a flood, his mercy reigns. Anybody seek God just lift up your hands. And we believe for your healing right now. Anybody seek, just lift up your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to commit these people that have lifted up their hands. They are sick in their body. Lord, you'll say that the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. And if they have done any sins, it shall be forgiven. Father, I pray that you forgive them of their sins. And that you will heal them, Lord, with the touch of the Holy Spirit. Father, Lord, touch them from the crown of their head. The soles of their feet, Father. May they walk out of here totally free, healed, delivered, set free for your name's glory. We believe for it, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Fathers, we are starting this new week, Lord. I commit your children into your hands. Everyone who is your Lord and all their needs, you know. And you have just heard something which has not been preached before in this place. Lord, maybe someone has fallen short somewhere. Forgive them, Lord. And help us to be more serious with you. To be more responsible. With your word, Lord Jesus. That we will be blessed of you. I pray for them that you will be with them in their places of work. And whatever they will lay their hands on, Lord. And may your blessing go before. Them, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Just give him a clap of praise. Hallelujah. Come on, we're giving it to the Lord now. Amen. Hallelujah. How many have been blessed today? Amen. How many have learned something new? Oh my, glory, glory to God, glory to God. Amen. And I believe that the word of God does not return unto him voice. You've heard it. Practice it. And watch him bless your life. It doesn't matter your situation. God bless you all. And also those who have been streaming with us. We will meet on Wednesday. 5 p.m. Come on time. God be with you. Our service is dismissed.